Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I thank you so much for joining me here on the show this week. If it's your first time, welcome. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you look into the archives to see uh, some other interviews and episodes that might interest you. Uh, speaking of which, I do want to let you all know, if you are a, an artist or you're just interested in the music business in general, I created a playlist on my SoundCloud page that you can access with all the different interviews and information that would be helpful to you from uh, a lot of artists and label owners and stuff like that. So make sure you check that out over on SoundCloud. Uh, this business with Bordeaux, look it up and you should be able to find it pretty easy. But um, I also want to thank so much to uh, Mr. L.T. Smith. He is one of the patrons for the show. He is also an artist, so you can check him out on YouTube. He put me in touch with his sister, uh, Latrice Claiborne, who is my interviewee for this week. Uh, she works from home full-time, very, very smart, very organized in the type of work that she does. You have to be organized. And to me, that alone was just amazing. We could have done a show on just how she individualizes um, all the different companies' information and stuff like that because it takes a lot of talent and organizational skills. But um, but she talks about what it is she does, how she does it, how she got started. It's a really wonderful interview. Uh, this is really good for anybody who's ever wanted to start working from home and you know not make you know chump change, I'd say. Uh, I don't know how much she makes, but I do know she's very professional and she works with a lot of companies. So uh, this is a great interview for that if you're interested. But uh, before we jump into it, I also want to thank our other patrons, Mr. Aaron Simpkins over at TrueStrengthApparel.com. Check him out. He's got some winter clothes coming soon. So uh, don't miss out on that before it starts getting too cold. And I also want to thank WordPress Stan at WPStan.com. If you need to get a website built or even if you want to make sure you have some extra security on your WordPress program or your WordPress um, platform of your website, you can hit him up at WPStan.com and he'll lend you a hand. And so anyway, uh, that's it for the intro. Try to keep it short and sweet. We're going to go ahead and jump into the interview with Latrice Claiborne. Alrighty, welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. This week, I have uh, a lady with me who works from home. This is the kind of position a lot of people dream about having. She was able to get this set up herself and uh, really is you know, a dream come true for a lot of different folks out there. But she is the, the owner of Trinity Admin Solutions as well as co-owner of TLC images if i said that right i have miss latrice claiborne with me how you doing good how are you i am phenomenal i'm glad to uh to be able to get you on the show and to talk about uh this home-based business because i think this is something that a lot of people are looking at in today's type of market definitely i appreciate the opportunity so um so one thing i want to thank you for for because I know you probably have a busy schedule uh, being self-employed. I know a lot of times uh, there's times you cut out for different things. And uh, we had already briefly discussed, which I'm going to talk a little bit here in the interview, about all the different things that you do with companies. And mm-hmm. uh, and it was hard for me to keep track of it. So, But, uh, <laughs> but I, know, I know you're definitely really, really busy. And so I want to thank you for taking the time of doing this. But, um, but if you don't mind... 
Uh, I mean, I'd love for people just to get to know you just a little bit more, um, kind of your, your background or whatever, and what led up to you even kind of coming to this type of uh, business to start up. Yes. Um, my name, as you said before, I'm Latrice Claiborne. I am a wife, a mother, business owner, a photographer, and a minister. Um, I am the, my husband and I are the young adult ministers at our church. Um, I got into being an entrepreneur is something that's just in my bloodline. It's in my family. Um, my, my parents were entrepreneurs. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. It's, it's just been around us always. Um, I started doing this because I was commuting to work and I was just tired of, it was, it was a lot of work. Being a mom is enough work. Being a mom and a wife and everything is a lot of work. But on top of that, (laughs) I had, it's, I had an infant. I had a, I believe my son was two months old, maybe. I had a one or two month old son and then I had a two year old. And every day I would have to get up and get them ready, get them out of the house, drop them off at daycare and commute to work every day. And I had to be out of the house by, I believe it was around 6.30 when I had to be out of the house every day. And so it was a lot of work getting them together, feeding them. And then the two-year-old walks. And by the time you've gotten him dressed and you go to get the baby ready, he's taking something off. You got to go find him. It's just, (laughs) it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So doing that every day and then going there. And then I'm also very active in my church. I, um, help a couple of the youth groups in my church. So we have rehearsals and different things like that. I sing at my church and, being there, doing that in the evenings, having the kids, trying to manage and balance the house and work. And then the photography, my husband and I do wedding photography. We also do families and seniors also. So sometimes in the evenings, we would have to do photography sessions. And then on the weekends, if we had a wedding, that's an all-day affair. All-day shooting from the time the bride and groom arrive until they drive away after the reception. So it's a full a full deal. And I didn't feel that I was doing everything I could do. I want, I want, we all want the best for our children. Right. So I wanted to spend more time with them. I wanted to be able to be home, spend more time with my husband, be able to be in control of my own schedule. No one telling me when I had to be there, when I had to leave. And it just worked that this business, I was able to do it from home on top of that. So I did research. Of course, we prayed about it. You know, I was just asking God, what can, what can I do? So I kept seeing something come up saying virtual assistant, virtual assistant, virtual assistant. And I'm like, okay, I kind of just kept skimming over it, but it just kept coming back up. And so I'm like, well, what is this? Okay. You're telling me something, God, let me just stop trying to speed through everything and slow down and actually read this. So I looked into it. And as I looked into it, I started to see that everything that it was required to start, it was, first of all, there was little to no overhead and everything that I needed to start, I already had those skills and capabilities. And so I said, well, this is definitely something I can do. So I presented it to my husband. We prayed about it and we knew it was time for us to move forward. We had a plan. We saved up three months of my income. Although I wanted to just go in and you know quit my job, I didn't quit my job just yet. I stayed for a little while and I started this business, started building it, and I did it for about a month and a half before I quit my job. And so I went in and I gave my notice 
left my job and started building this business. And as I got deeper into it, I started to see that it was, there's, it's, it was so much more to it. It wasn't as shallow as I thought it was. It wasn't something that I could just do and bring home a little bit of income and just make enough, you know, to put some food on the table and keep on going. But it was definitely, it's definitely a huge industry. It's humongous. The term virtual assistant, if anybody is familiar with online businesses, they'll know that term because it's slung around everywhere. People want a VA, as you call it. People want a VA. People want a VA. But they don't realize that being a VA is not a general thing. Once you get into being a VA, you can find your niche and you can niche down and you can find a specification and finding your specialty and whatever it is that you do the amount of money you can make is endless. And it's it's a great industry. I've met so many different people. I've met some I've made some huge business connections through this industry and I'm able to go in and help business owners grow and build and organize their business. And I love what I do and so I kind of coined the phrase that I am a virtual business manager because sometimes when people think of virtual assistants, they think of a virtual receptionist or a virtual secretary or admin assistant. And in the beginning, when I started, I was offering those type of services, even though that wasn't what I enjoyed doing. And so I flipped my services and I changed what I do so that it is it's specific and it tells business owners exactly what I do and exactly how I can help them. And it's the things that I enjoy doing. And I right. think I skipped some of your questions. Oh, no, no, Let no, Let me no, know no. if I did. Oh, no, you're good. I was trying to, I was definitely trying to, I was looking at the uh, the different categories here on your website, uh, trinityadminsolutions.com. And under the services, you have social media marketing, you have technology support, online business management, and business events. And I was thinking to myself, like at a typical job, they would have like one person for each of these categories. Yeah. And and the fact that you have been able to figure out how to do all of that and, um, and you know, and, and do it effectively is it's pretty uh, astounding. So are these things uh, and obviously in those uh, different categories, you have little, you know, specific jobs in there that you do. And uh, so did you learn those as you went? How, how much of this did you already have the knowledge to do going into it from the start? Um, at my previous job, I was doing marketing and business development. And so when I went into that job, I went in as just doing, I was just doing basic admin things and I was taking care of that. And so they just started dropping stuff on me, just dropping stuff on my plate. We need you to do this. We need you to learn this. We need you to take care of that. And so sometimes I was like, whoa, hold on. It's a lot. But they were teaching me so much and I knew God had me there for a reason and he put these people on my path just so that I was able to learn these things so that I can apply them to my own business in the future. Of course, I didn't know that at the time. So I was just learning these things and they were giving me different, they were teaching me different softwares. Even some of them, there was one that they didn't teach me. It was a new software they got and they said, it's extremely hard. You have access to the company support so you can ask them any questions you need to know. But from there, it's yours. You need to master the software. And a lot of times, some of those things can be overwhelming, but it was just a challenge. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I got it. So I started to learn those things and my boss would just teach me a bunch of different stuff. And she would even 
she started to just give me more responsibility. And of course I got promoted along the way and she just gave me so much responsibility. Like I was literally running a lot of the operations. Um, she could go away for however long she wanted to go away. I remember her going to a conference. She was gone for two weeks at one time. There would be times where we wouldn't see her often, but still I was able to help run the small business because she put those responsibilities on me. And so she taught me so much of this. And even some of the things she would, you know, just plant the seed and say, Hey, check this out. And she would tell me to check something out. And then I would go look at it. And as I'm looking at it, the Holy spirit would just open so many different things up to me. Like, "Hmm, try this, try that. And give me so many different ideas. And I was just like, wow. So I was, I didn't learn it all on my own. The Holy Spirit was my teacher. I say that often. He has taught me so many different things. But my my boss, my old boss would teach me a lot of different stuff where she would just lead me in the right direction and then kind of let me go and let me go on my own. And so a lot of these tasks and a lot of these things that I do, I knew already how to do from working there. But then I got opened up to the whole online world. And a lot of people aren't they don't know how big the online business world is. World is. Um, a lot of people think Facebook is for social, and it is. However, I don't use Facebook for social like a lot of people do. <laughs> right. I use Facebook for business. Right. Um, I find business. I find business. I find money on Facebook. Facebook is money city. Like you can get paid for whatever you want. You can find any client you want. You can get whatever you want on Facebook. So there are business groups out there. There's tons of them out there. However, there are some very lucrative business groups with a different mindset of business owners who operate only in the online world on their business. They have legit online businesses. They're making all the money. They have all the connections. And so you can access, that's the great thing about social media. You can access almost anyone you want to, whether they read it or not is on them, but you can access almost anyone you want to on social media. And so I would go on there and in these Facebook groups, I could find people looking for things that I offer or in the Facebook groups, you, there's a search bar on the top left and you can search for whatever you do and it'll pull up all the posts that people have posted with those keywords in them. And, and I would go in there, do daily searches, find people that need what I offer, pitch them, land them, and they become clients. And so Facebook is a great, a great tool for that. And so the online world is huge as far as business. And the opportunities are just endless. We should have told people to get a pen and pad because this is some really, really valuable, <laughs> like actual practical steps people can take. Because I see so many people from their homepage, uh, people I'm friends with and stuff from their homepage, they'll put, you know, anybody needs these services, you know, whether it's graphic design or, you know, musical mixing and mastering mm-hmm. or anything like that. And they just post it from their, their homepage and wait for people to respond. But uh, you went in, in in a lot more active fashion to find your clients. And uh, so it, or have all of your clients been from Facebook? No, a lot of them are. Um, I'm also the, I'm also the vice president of a local African-American chamber of commerce here in my region. So I do that in a lot of networking and doing stuff with them. I've gotten some clients from that as well. And word of mouth is huge. Word of mouth is never going away. It's the number one form of marketing. So regardless, word of mark, word of mouth never fails. So I um a lot of people refer me 
to their friends or family. And so like I have one client who has a best friend, you know, like five states over and she referred me to her best friend who referred me to someone else. And it's just, you know, people refer me to different people. So word of mouth is, has always been number one, but Facebook is great. And a lot of times I find with Facebook, like, it's funny. I'll tell my husband, I'm like, um, I want to find a new client this week, or I need to pick up a project and make X amount of dollars. And he's like, all right, go for it. You got it. <laughs> so I'll go on Facebook and I'll search for like 15 minutes. And I'm like, hmm, got to find somebody, got to find somebody. Boom, find somebody, pitch them. And I don't always land everyone I pitch because depending on the group, there may be a lot of people that can do what I do in that group. And so they could, they could easily get 100 proposals sent to them. So sometimes people will put it out there and then they get overwhelmed and they never respond because they're like, whoa, too many people responded. I don't know what to do at this point because I don't even know how to narrow this down. But a lot of times I'll go I'll find a, find somebody, pitch them, get them. And a lot of my Facebook, Facebook uh, projects or any of the clients I find from there, a lot of them are just like one off projects where I'll do something for them from this date until November 15th and, and be done. And so, I mean, I accept all clients, of course. We, we don't turn clients. We don't turn money away. <laughs> but I do appreciate my clients more, the ones who I can actually get to know and actually talk to all the time and legit get in there and help them build their business. Not just, you know, I just need somebody to take care of this and set this up for me. And then it's done after a couple of weeks. Right, right. So what does a typical like a, a pitch look like? I mean... Is it like through the comments? Do you message the the people? How does that work out on a on a Facebook? A lot of group? people, a lot of people pitch in the comments. I don't, just because I like my pitch and I don't want all of the other people to go in and do the same pitch I do in the comments. Right. And also, with the comments, they kind of get people get overwhelmed sometimes, and there could be like a thousand comments. That's too many. It's too much. So nobody's going in and reading all that. And your comment might get lost within a bunch of other million million comments. So what I always do is I say, I'm sending you a PM, which stands for personal message. I say, sending you a PM. That's all I say. And then I go to their profile, send them a message on Facebook. And I say, hello, my name is Latrice Claiborne. I'm the owner of Trinity Admin Solutions. We offer social media marketing, tech support, online business management, and business event management. I was looking at your website. I do take it a step further and go to their site. I was looking at your website and I see that you offer services for X, Y, and Z. I see that you have a blog, that you have this, you have that. I can help you optimize this by doing A, B, and C. And I, I pitch them with my website, what I do, what I can offer them, and usually going that extra step and going to their website and seeing what they offer and how I can make what they have, what they're doing now better, it really piques their interest. And it's like, oh, wow. Or sometimes I'll say, oh, I saw that you have this. I saw this and I think you can optimize this by doing this. I pitched them an idea. And sometimes that idea is even further than what they even asked for in the beginning. But still, it, it really, really sells them. And it makes you stand out just because you went the extra mile. They don't want to have to go and look for stuff. So you want to offer them everything right, right in your pitch versus having them go and say, respond with all of these questions to you. You just want to tell them what you do, where they can find you. Um, some people offer pricing right out of the gate. I do packages. So my, my pricing is different. I can't really sell everybody on one size fits all thing. 
I have packages, but depending on how many hours they need, what kind of tasks they need, the packages vary. Right. So I think it's interesting with that. Um, you know, those small wins that you give, uh, I hear a lot about that from a lot of like, you know, leading, uh, people in the, the online business world talking about give that small win. And so mm-hmm. I love, I love that you go ahead and give them something to see, like, this is something up front for free before we even sign any contract. And I, and I think that's a really yeah. cool, th- it's a really cool way to show them, you know, what you're doing. Yes. And that's the thing. That's, that's the downside of social media. Everybody's an expert. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody has contacts and connects. Everybody can do this and that. And so that's the the downside. Anybody can make it look like, like you can fake the funk all you want. Anybody can fake the funk on social media. And so that's why it's, some people are skeptical. And and, um, I've even had, because I'm a business owner, I don't really do I don't really do interviews. So that's like, you know, it's like sometimes I put in for, I put in a proposal with someone and I'll put in a proposal and someone else will put in a proposal and they usually kind of just talk to you and you guys get on a call. I call it a discovery call. I tell people to schedule a discovery call with me. So we'll get on a call and then we'll talk or whatever. And they'll, they'll say up front, you know, Hey, I'm looking at other people. I just want you to know that you're not the only person I'm looking at. And I'm like, okay, cool, fine. So they go, they look at their other people and that's about it. They decide who they want and they move forward where I've had people who have done three step interview, three tiers of interview, interview processes. And they'll like get 10 people do the first level, the next level, they'll have like six people. Then the next last level, they'll have three. And I've done that before where, because people are skeptical of all of these experts all over the place, sometimes they'll, you know they'll go over the top with the interview process because they are like, listen, you're not scamming me. And so I get those people, but but those people are far and few between. There's not a lot of those who want to take that much time to put into finding someone. But I will tell anyone out there who is a business owner, who's looking for a professional in any industry, whether it's graphic design, virtual assisting, marketing, whatever it is, if you're looking for someone who is an expert, I will say ask for references absolutely all the time. Definitely ask for references and not just ask for the references, contact the references because I can Google references right now and just put some on a sheet of paper and send it to you. <laughs> so talk to the references. Absolutely. And look at their work, their follow through and definitely see if they're legit. Because, again, everybody's an expert. <laughs> everybody's an expert in 2017. I know. I know. And everybody's a business owner. Everybody's a CEO. Everybody's- yes, they are. <laughs> Everybody out there owns businesses, whether you're 17 or 78. It's yes, a, it's, it's amazing. Does. <laughs> it's amazing. And, it's, it's, and people don't understand. I mean, everybody wants to be one. And I encourage, I encourage everybody to become, you know, have your own, establish a business, establish a legacy, some generational wealth, something for your children, something you will leave and put your mark on this earth. Definitely do that. So you can, you know, have something that's your own that you call the shots on. However, it is not easy by a stretch. Not at all. There is no easy part of this at all. There's, there's nothing easy about it. Like there, I went through in starting this, it is, it can be discouraging in the beginning. If you're not moving as fast as you want to move, or if receivables aren't coming in how you want them to come, or if, if like I had, um, I had two contractors working for me because I was just 
overwhelmed. I had a lot going on and a lot of clients and I didn't want to turn clients away. So I'm like, you know what? I'll hire two subcontractors to take on some of the tasks for my clients and they'll work for me. So I had people working for me and things didn't go great with them. So, you know, things like that are setbacks and those setbacks really, really hit you in the gut. Like you, you've got to do a lot of planning. You've got to balance you. It's, and in, you know, working from home, it can be lonely at times. It's lonely because you don't have, I'm, I'm a social butterfly. I like to talk. I love, I love people. And that's just me. That's just me. I like to have fun. When I was working and I had coworkers, I never had coworker drama. Like we were all good friends. Everybody's just, you know, I loved going to work and seeing my coworkers every day. And so being so outgoing and being an extrovert and then coming and working from home. And then on top of that, you're here by yourself all day long. It's quiet. You have nobody to talk to. And then on top of that, you've got whatever is going on in your business. And it's a it's a battle. It's a battle. So you really got to you really got to stay prayed up and really cling to God and trust God through the whole process. You really got to trust God through the whole process because it's it's hard. It's difficult in social media and people in general. Everybody's a business owner, so they make it seem easy and it's so classy and it's glamorous and you can do what you want to do. It's not. It's not by a stretch. But at the end of the day, is it worth it? Absolutely. A hundred percent of the time, it's always worth it. That's awesome. So I know you were talking about having your kids. Um, you have kids, your husband, and working from home. Uh, do your kids stay at home with you throughout the day? Well, my sometimes I have my one-year-old, but my mother has a daycare. So my one-year-old goes with her, and then my three-year-old. Three-year-olds are funny. They're wonderful. They're great. They know everything. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And he he's a, he needed school. So we put him in school. We went ahead and got him and we have him in Christian private school. Our church has a Christian private school. So, um, he goes there and we love it. He's able to, we actually went last night to chapel for his school. And so he, he knows more scriptures than probably the average adult you would catch walking on the street by heart (laughs) and he's learning and it's a great, it's a great school great place for him to be. So I was able to do that. I, I actually attempted in the beginning to keep both of them home and try to build my business. So then I realized that I wasn't sleeping because mm. I was doing home stuff and taking care of them during the day, working when they took a nap and then working at night. So I would end up going to bed around three, four and my children are not the late risers like some people's children are. They are up every day. If they sleep till seven o'clock, I have I've made it if they sleep till seven. <laughs> but usually, you know, around six thirty ish, they get up and everything. So I was going to bed two, three o'clock, getting up six thirty with them. So that wasn't working out too well. So I had to figure something out and I had to adjust. And that's a huge thing as a business owner. You've got to make adjustments and you're constantly evolving your your time management, your schedules, everything that you do, your business plan, everything is evolving. So I had to do that and figure that thing out. So that was that's that was always a constant struggle trying to figure out how to balance life and work and not give everything to work to where your family's getting nothing and not give all your time to your personal stuff 
to where your business is stagnant and kind of falling off. Right, right. So speaking of um, time management, do you have like set office hours in place? Because um, I mean, I can imagine working from home, there's, you know, there could be situations that pop up where somebody needs you to do something kind of here and now. Uh, is is so that something? <laughs> working from home is so tempting. It is so tempting because you're at home. So you're like, you know what? Ooh, I can cook dinner. Ooh, I can go do laundry. Man, I'm sl- I'm sleepy. I should take a nap. It's it, like it's so many different things. It's like you know. Oh well, I don't have anybody to answer to, so I'm the boss. I can do what I want to do. And it, no, 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 no. You do that, and you're going to end up making no money at the end of the day. So it's for me. My husband's like, why do you have so many whiteboards? And I've even finally converted him into my whiteboard syndrome. And so I have all of these whiteboards. And I have legit a schedule on there. My office hours are nine to five. That's what I tell my clients. It is nine to five. And that's the time that I'm going to be available for them to call me, text me, email me, and I will be responsive. That's the time. But I, I tend to still work at night sometimes. Not, you know, as crazy as I was before, but I still work at night sometimes. Sometimes I get up at five and I'll work early in the morning. This morning I was up. I don't know. I woke up in the middle of the night. So I was like, let me go take care of some work. And it was like 3.15 in the morning. So I was up down there working, worked for a couple hours and I went back to bed and slept for a couple hours and got back up and went back to work. So your, your schedule is flexible, but I organize mine differently. Um, I have a big whiteboard where I write on there, you know, I'm not doing every client every day. So I do specific clients, specific heavy tasks for them. I focus on them on their certain days of the week. So I have a couple of clients that I'll focus on completely because I do a lot of strategy. So I'm focusing, I'm looking at, okay, what do they have going now? What can we do better? How can we change this? Um, taking care of tasks for them. So I'm focusing on them a couple of days a week on their specific days and then on their days. So on Monday, I may have, I'm making up names. On Monday, I may have one, two, three solutions and um, fabulous the fabulous company. I may have that on Monday. I focus on those two companies. So I look at my other whiteboard and I say, okay, Monday, I'm focusing on one, two, three solutions and the fabulous company. So here's my time block. I time block everything from nine to 10. I'm working on this for one, two, three solutions. From 10 to 11.30, I'm working on this. From 11.30 to 12, I'm doing this. So I have all of that written out on a board. So all day long, I'm not just sitting there like, hmm, what do I do next? What do I do next? It keeps me on track. So I'm following with the flow of my schedule. If I have calls or meetings, I don't take those just randomly. I allow people to schedule their meetings on my website. And with that, I have an availability set to where I only do meetings a certain day of the week or two days of the week so that I'm not you know, taking meetings randomly throughout the week and I'm able to focus more. And this schedule did not just come like real easy when I started business. I was all over the place. I was a hot mess. <laughs> and so I had to really work, you know, figure out what works, what doesn't. A lot of trial and error and change thing and fi- change things and finally figure out what works. So I have a time schedule and I finally got my husband on this little whiteboard situation that I'm on. He's like, why do you have so many whiteboards? Oh, what, there's too many whiteboards. Oh, not another whiteboard. Did you really buy another whiteboard? I'm like, yep, need another one. So I'm just like me and all my, the crazy whiteboard lady. And finally my husband is on it now. So I'm like, yes, we were, 
<laughs> we're on the same, we're on the same plane and it's, it's super efficient. It's super efficient. But one of the tools that I want to tell people that I use is Asana, A-S-A-N-A. Asana.com is a project management tool that allows you, and it's free. Um, the, the lowest plan is free, but really if you're, I do a lot and I'm using the lowest plan and it's free. So uh, the free plan is very, it, it's very intense and it's great. And it, it does a lot of whatever anybody needs it to do. Um, there it, you can create tasks, you can create projects, you can track all of your projects. It's a full project management tool wow. and it's great. It sends you, it sends you email alerts. Um, you have a dashboard in there. You can, it has two different visual layouts. So you can, you can use like, um, what do they call those things? You can use boards, like a board method, or you can just use a list method. And so depending on what you need, they've got it. And it's a great, great tool. And I use that to keep track of all of my tasks so that I don't forget stuff for people. And you can set due dates. You can invite people on your tasks. You can do all kinds of stuff, attach files, documents, full tracking system. So is that Osana.com? Asana, A-S-A-N-A, mm-hmm. Asana.com. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, speaking of lots of tasks, uh, just out of curiosity, um, do you have like consistent clients or how many clients would you typically have at one time? I do have consistent clients and that's another thing I had to change because in the beginning I was letting people do a month they were, they signed the contract. And then after they signed the contract, it's like, you would give me a 30 days notice when you were done. But that wasn't sufficient for me because my pricing structure was all off. My invoicing time was all off. Everything wasn't what it needed to be. And I had to grow and learn to get it where it need, get it to where I wanted it. So what I ended up doing was I have people come on and they sign a three month contract in the beginning. And it's a retainer contract. So they retain me, retain my time for a certain amount of hours per month. So I know if I want to pick up projects or if I'm even able to, if I have the bandwidth to pick up a project or not. Because if I don't, you know, I'm looking at my time and I'm like, oh, okay, I have 10 extra hours this month. Let me find somebody to fill in those 10 hours. So they pay on the first of the month for the hours for that month. So they pay in advance. And um, the three month thing just kind of gave me a little buffer. So I knew, okay, for the next three months, I have this much income. I have these many clients and some people contact me and they're not ready to start immediately. They may call me today and they'll say, Hey, I'm ready to start. I want to start in January. I'm like, cool. So I can look out and see, do I have the bandwidth to handle them in January or not? Because I kind of know, and I can go ahead and book them or not book them where there are other people who I have that are, like I said before, the little projects that I find and they're just a one-off thing. They need me for two weeks, for a month, or I've even had as big as someone needing me for three months. So I, they had me for three months and then I knew once they left, I needed to find someone to fill their slot. So I think the, that, that three month period, um, I was thinking back to whenever you're uh, getting ready to start doing this on your own, you had that three months saved up. Is that like a, is that just like a special number for you or is that just the way things work out? It helps me to plan a little bit. Okay. It helps me, it helps me to plan. Um, in the beginning I, I had three months of my income saved up just because I knew I was going to not be making great money in the beginning, even though, um, my actual, which is, which is a testimony in itself, my company that I was with, they didn't want me to leave. And so they were actually my first client. Oh, so okay. 
so I, I went from working there to doing the same job and being able to work from home. Hmm. And that's why I encourage people to step out on faith. Just step out on faith, regardless of how afraid you are. I did not expect that to work out the way it did, but God knew what he was doing. And I stepped out on faith and I was obedient and I did it and I trusted him. And I went out there with them as my first client. So they became my first client. And from then on, I found others. But the three months now just kind of makes things, it made things easy in the beginning because in the beginning, I took a loss like I thought I was going to take. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't making the same income I was making at my job. So that three months just gave us a buffer. So we weren't, you know, we've got kids. You can't really, you, can, you can't play with your money when you have kids. You right. got mouths to feed. And no matter how many times you feed them, they still want to eat the next day. <laughs> so I'm like, got to feed them again. So I need to make this money. So that's why we just did the three month thing just to make sure we would be set at least for three months to give me time to build up, build the business. And then with the three months on the contracts, it makes it easy. So I'm able to plan out. And also three months is a good time for me to establish a relationship with these people because sometimes the transition is not very easy when business owners are, or they, they either have a, a staff member doing it or they're doing it themselves, doing the work that they want me to do. And a lot of times the delegation process is not as easy for them as it is for me, just taking the work and getting going. It's not as easy for them. So it takes time to transition for me to get familiar with exactly what it is I'm doing for them because everybody's stuff is different. So it takes me time to get going. And then we build a relationship in that time. I send them gifts. Um, like I had a client whose birthday, I had two clients birthdays were in October. So I send them gifts like, you know, e-gift cards or if I know them, those two, I don't know as well as some of the others who are more talkative and they tell me stuff. And I've met some of my clients, kids, the ones who are local, I met their kids and things like that. So I know those ones a little better, but if I don't know them very, very well, I'll send them a gift, uh, send them an e-gift card for their birthday. Um, I write them handwritten cards always. When they first sign on, they get a handwritten card from me with business cards so they can then send them to give them to someone else. Um, I give them, I have one client who has a baby on the way. So last month I ordered him some little booties, some little cute little shoes for his daughter who's on the way. Different things like that just to make in that three month process, you can get to know them. And you can get to know their likes. What football team do they like? Or what do they like to do on the side? Different things like that and take note of it and then send them stuff. And it really makes the client experience great. And they never, ever want to leave. They don't have anything bad to say. And they want to tell other people about you. Because again, as I said in the beginning, word of mouth is still the number one form of marketing, regardless right. of how many other platforms there are out there. So you want to make sure you cater to that one, especially. So that's like top customer service on top of the customer service you already provide. <laughs> yeah. And it and is it a lot? Yes, it absolutely is a whole lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work to keep up with. But again, Asana makes things easy for me because it tells me what I need to do. And um, I have other systems that I use that I use to automate stuff. I use Dubsado, um, D-U-B-S-A-D-O. Dubsado is probably the best software I've ever found, the best software I've used for any of my clients. Um, I use a lot of softwares for different clients and um, Dub, I, none compares to Dubsado. Dubsado has amazing customer service where their owners, like if you call them, you'll get the owner on the phone. Um, they have a full team of people, but they still answer the phone. And um, they are a client relationship management software system. 
um, they automate a lot of stuff. So like my process, when my client comes on, they don't just pay me, sign a contract and we keep it moving. They get a welcome packet, they get emails, they get all of these different things. And that's all automated through Dubsado. So a lot of my systems, I'm able to do this work because I can keep up with all of it because of Dubsado. I just go ahead and put the person's name in, click the start button and boom, Dubsado sends everything else for me. So it makes my experience, my client experience great. And it's seems like I'm sitting behind my computer sending all these emails all day long and I'm not. <laughs> you find <laughs> so a way to wonderful. you find a way to make things work for you. Yes, so, you have to. Uh, one question I did want to have and you kind of have a little bit of this on your uh, on your services page on your website, but why would a company hire a virtual assistant aside from just hiring somebody to keep in-house? Saves them a lot of money saves them a lot of money in various ways. A virtual assistant is super resource resourceful. Um, we can, we already specialize in the thing that we're, we're pitching you for. Um, you don't have to do any training. You don't have to pay for us to sit in your chair to use the electricity on your, on the computers in the office to do any of the things in the office. Like, you know, you've got to have a light on in our office. If I worked in the office as an employee, you've got to have a light on, you've got to have a computer running. You've got to be able to have a desk and equipment and furniture for me. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm flushing the toilets. I'm running the microwave. I'm doing all different things in the office, not to mention insurance and taxes and everything else that you're paying for an employee that you don't have to pay for a contractor of any kind. Um, we allow people to be able to work on their, on their business and we work in their businesses. So they don't have to worry about the day-to-day mundane daily stuff that they don't even really want to do anyway. They're just doing it to be relevant and to, because it's the, the laws of business and the things that they should be doing in this day and age. But really we just make their lives easier. We help them become less stressed and they don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. And, you know, I have different clients. So some clients are really, really hands-on. Like, can you do this? Did you take care of it? Can you do that? Let me know when you do it. Send this email. Let me know when you send it. You know, <laughs> there are some of those. But then there right. are others who are just like, here's what I need done. Boom, you got it. And then there are some who are a step further. I have one who I don't even hear from. Like, <laughs> she pays me on time every month. And we don't even, I don't even hear from her. I know what I'm supposed to do because... She had no system or no process in place at all, none. So I went in, created the systems, the processes, streamlined things, help optimize different things. And I did all of that stuff. And she's just like, oh, from there, you created it, you got it. So I just do all of these things every month and that's it. And she knows it's working because she's getting new, she's getting new clients and she's getting people coming in the doors all the time. So she knows it's working. But other than that, we really don't even talk. So it just really depends on the person's preference. And I understand all three of those different levels of clients. I understand it all. I get it, different people. So I kind of just got to cater to what they need. And I also have a, um, for some people, I don't do websites, but I have a colleague who's a good friend of mine who owns 215 Creative and it's based off of Revelations 215. It's another Christian business. And um he and I work together on a lot of stuff just because sometimes like I can I can create graphics for some of my clients when I'm doing their marketing stuff. I create graphics sometimes, but that's not I, I like to tell him he laughs. I tell him that's not my ministry. 
graphic design is not my ministry. So I don't do a lot of graphic design. Um, if I have to do it, I will, but I'm not great at it like he is. So if I need a quick flyer or a social media graphic or something for a client, I send him an email and I pay him to do it for my clients versus me having to use my time to do it. And it saves me time and time is money. So <laughs> it works. And um, if like if my clients, their websites look, some people have come with crazy looking websites and just stuff that just that just isn't together. And my number one thing with every client who comes, the number one thing we want to do first is get your online presence. Your digital presence needs to be at the top of its game, number one, all the time. So that's the first thing we do is clean that up and get that together. So if their website's not what it wants to be, I let them know, hey, I have uh, a colleague who does websites and he doesn't, he does great websites. So, you know, if you want to get a new website, let's do it. And I've had clients do it and they go and they'll get a new website and they'll pay him for it. He and I work together on what we want it to look like and talk about it. And he goes, he does it and we get it done. So it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity because of not just what I can offer to other people, but because I've made so many different connections like his and so many others just from working in this business and all of us having that common goal of helping enhance businesses and helping small business owners be able to have the freedom and not be so stressed out. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, the things that you provide um, seem to be a lot of the tedious jobs that, that people just don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, especially, you know, just primary point, uh, people going to you for stuff, information. Um, uh, one thing I'm curious about with, with you kind of having your, your business world being online, how does the business events kind of work? Um, for business events, it's tricky, but it works. Um, for some clients, I do have a couple of clients who are local. The rest of them are all over as far as Australia. So the clients who are local, for those ones, I do actually show up at the events. I actually did one for a client uh, October the 9th. She is a doctor who specializes, her whole practice specializes in ADHD, autism, OCD, all of those things, you know, those multidisciplinary disorders. And so she specializes in that stuff and she has crazy good, yeah, like her services are outrageous. They don't just medicate the children. They actually work to figure out what's going on with the brain. And they do a lot of, neuro, I don't even know the word, but whatever, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Neurological, if maybe that's a word, we're going to throw that out there and hope that's a word. <laughs> that's going to be a word today. Neurological. They do a lot of that stuff, all of the, they look at the brain, they figure out what's going on with it and they try to grow the brain to, they do like neural attention training and stuff like that. So it's not like medicated. So they did, um, this month, October is ADHD awareness month. So we threw an ADHD awareness celebration and it was like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with, I don't know where you are, but there's different places like Sky Zone, Jumpology, all of those trampoline parks right. like that. Um, Sky Zone is the one here. And so we did a Sky Zone. We rented out the whole Sky Zone and had an ADHD awareness celebration. We had vendors who provide things for parents with children, not just people with autism and ADHD and things like that. And so we did the full everything. Like we had vendors. We had a doctor's office there doing free eye exams 
for all the parents and the kids. Um, food, like it was, it was crazy. It was good. And so different things like that, I'm able to execute completely virtually, but then go to the event and actually execute it in person. Now, um, last year for someone, I did a small business Saturday. If everyone doesn't know, it's November 25th of this year. So small business Saturday last year, I did a small business Saturday expo for a client virtually. They were one state over and I did, I did everything as far as the vendors that come in, registering the marketing, the flyers, um, you know, just getting the information out there, um, running Facebook ads, putting it on social media, uh, coordinating with the vendors, whatever they needed, giving them vendor info packets, how to create the packets, give them packets. What do you, this is what time you're supposed to be there. This is what, where you're going to set up, where you're going to check in at that type of thing. And they had people to actually execute and be there to run the registration table. But, you know, printing spreadsheets, letting them know, here's who signed up and here are the people that's going to be there. Here's a list of documents that you'll need to print and have with you for registration when people show up. So doing a bunch of different stuff like that. So it works as long as they've got people to execute in person. But a lot of times people don't want to, they have this idea and they're like, I want to have this. They don't know how to make it actually come to fruition. So they don't know how to execute it. They don't know how to market it or they may know how they just don't have the time. And so that's the, that's what I'm here for. So would you come up with like an implementation plan and they just kind of put the the pieces in that to make it happen? Yes. And some people are more, some people are more involved than others. And a lot of them have that already, but some of them, they really just have an idea and they're like, I want this. How do we do it? Where are we doing it at? And let's plan it out. So we usually take at least three months, at least three months. Some people come on last minute, like, Hey, I've got something in six weeks. We need to do it real fast. I'm like, Oh, great. Let's, let's run. But some people, you know, we try to do at least three months out just to plan completely and get a marketing plan for it and develop all of that so that we can execute it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, I mean, just curiosity, if, if somebody needs you to do something spur of the moment, uh, I mean, would that be like, a regular cost, like a, like a regular contract cost, or is an expedient service like that something that you would charge a little extra for? Cause I know like a lot of companies do that. They will charge extra if it's like, if you need something speeded up or mm-hmm. sped up. If it's just a project, if it's just a project, I don't usually charge an extra fee if it's sped up. I don't charge an extra fee if it's sped up, but I do let them know. I don't take on anything that I can't handle. So if I don't have the time to handle it at that time, then I'm just not doing it. If you need something done by Saturday and I know I can't do it by Saturday, I'm just not going to do it. Gotcha. Well, that's the smart thing to do. I think a lot of times people will bite off way more than they can chew. And And uh, in the beginning, I was doing that just because when you first start out, you're like, it's survival, survival mode. (laughs) What are you? And and literally, I was like a robot. Like everybody's like, well, I was wondering if you can. Someone would call me and say, I was wondering if you can take care of this. Sure. mm -hmm, Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I can do it. I can do it. I felt like I was saying that all day, every day, all the time. I would go to networking events and I'm talking to people and they're like, well, I, I do need somebody to do this. I'm like, yeah, I can do it. And even though I may have known how to do it, I didn't want to do it, but <laughs> I didn't want to. But at that time, it's survival mode. And I'm like, right. mm, I need money. Let me just do it. And so I was just doing everything. And so I had to cut that out because I started to get in situations where I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh, I hate this. I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it because I said I would. And I was just taking every job that came my way. So that had to be changed as well. Right. 
What's the biggest kind of mistake that you've ever made in in, in this business? I'd say, mm, I'd say two pricing in the beginning. My pricing was completely off, so low, like so low, <clears throat> because and I thought it was high in my mind. It was high because I didn't know what I was supposed to be making, and so it was like super duper, super duper high, super duper low. So I had a really low. And then on top of that, my payment method was completely different. I was having people not even in their contract. They didn't even reserve an amount of hours. They were just signing saying I would do the work they would pay me basically. And so some people, I deal with busy business owners. So some people would, you know, get to me, they would get to me Monday. And then they say, I need you to do this. I'll send the rest of the information later, later, maybe Friday. So all week long, I'm waiting for them and I'm not working because I'm like, okay, well, still waiting, still waiting. And I would just wait, wait and wait and wait and wait. And then finally I would do some work for them. But the month would end and I go back and look and I've worked little or nothing for them. And I'm only able to charge them for what I worked. And so it was twofold. They, they weren't getting any value out of me because they were just getting me to do little stuff here and there whenever they got time. And I wasn't making any money. So I flipped it to the retainer method so that they reserve hours. They take this relationship seriously. They get me what I need. And then on the other hand, I'm, they're able to see the value in us working together because they're actually seeing growth. They're actually seeing their business being built. They're, everything's becoming more organized. And they're seeing the, you know, the good, great effects of having me on their team, essentially. Right, right. And what what would you say would be the biggest piece of advice if anybody were considering uh, trying to start working from home in kind of the manner you did? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of lessons you can share, but what would be like the key thing if you could tell somebody that they need to make sure they they do or or not do? I would say, don't be afraid. Um, hmm. For me, I've allowed fear to hold me back from so many different things in life, just so many different things with, that I wanted to do or just a, a lot throughout my life. I've allowed fear to hold me back. And it came a time where I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid of anything, anyone. I'm just going to do what God has called me to do. And I'm going to trust God and I'm going to do whatever it is he wants me to do with my life, regardless of how outrageous it may sound to anyone else even to myself, if he tells me to do it, I'm doing it. And so I had to realize that. And that's why I think this business has helped me along the way, because I really have, I'm not afraid to walk into a room, to stand in front of any crowd and talk to people, to walk into a room full of people I don't know and approach them and pitch them and tell them how I can help them and how I can make them better, make their business better. And I'm not afraid of that. And so really, really trusting God is the biggest thing that has kept me and my family and is really kept us throughout all of the years and through anything that we have gone through or anything that we go through, just really trusting God. Because a lot of times we don't see, we don't, we don't know, we don't know what's, what's coming next or we don't know what's going to happen. And we really just, we, we really only trust what we can see. And so us only trusting what we can see really holds us back from a lot of different things. So I've trusted God so far. He hasn't failed me. He's not going to. And so 
that's what I will continue to, to do. Um, one thing I would say that I would change if I had to do this over, I would get a mentor. If you can afford a mentor, definitely one that actually is good. Um, if you can afford a mentor, get one. I know someone, and that's something I offer now is mentoring to people who want to start a business like I started or something in this industry, similar to what I started. Um, one of the things that I, that's a service that I offer now. And I coach, I coach and train VAs on, or individuals on how to start this type of business. And I would say get a mentor just because I found someone who I found like a mentor program and I was looking at everything. And by the time I found it, it was so great. And everybody was vouching for it and everybody was saying how great it was. And I'm like, well, I already know all this stuff already. I stayed up countless nights learning these things. And I wish I had someone when I started out to teach me these things and to really help me save so much time. And I'm like, wow, think about how much further I could be if I had someone just kind of guiding me along the way and telling me, hey, hey, don't do that. No, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Don't go that way. Go this way. Just kind of guiding me. And it would have been great. So if you can't afford a mentor and if you can find one, that's great. And well, that does what you do and specializes in what you're doing. I would definitely, absolutely get a mentor. I agree with that 100%. Um, starting my podcast, I definitely had some uh, mentors along the way that I watched and I, I learned from. And otherwise, I would have made a ton of mistakes. And, and I still made some. But, and, you know, but having somebody there to kind of help hold your hand through the process and to help prevent you from making... Yeah. Uh, you know, really tragic mistakes in, in starting your business. Cause you know, like you said at the beginning, you're in survival mode and you know, if you're comparing it to living out in the wilderness, if you beat the wrong plant, you die. Yeah. And so <laughs> in business, yeah. starting one can be the same thing. One move can ruin it. Over. <laughs> and you don't want to make, <laughs> you don't want to make the bad moves. That is accurate. That's, that's it's, true. It's, it's, it's a, it's a tricky, it's very tricky. It's trying. However, it is, like I said in the beginning, it, it is so, so worth it. It's so worth it. Well, I'm sure, um, I'm positive that uh, that those who are listening have gotten plenty, plenty, plenty of great pointers. And uh, I've learned a lot myself. Uh, I'm going to have to go back over this afterward with a pen and pad and write some of this stuff down. Old school pen and pad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> go set me an account on a uh, Osana and uh, absolutely dubs, and Dubsado. How do you spell Dubsado again? D U B S A D O. Gotcha. So everybody, make sure if you're interested in anything like this, if you're doing any type of online uh, business uh, virtual assisting type of work, you check those websites out if you already haven't, and um, and then you can check out um. Uh, the website here, Trinity Admin Solutions. And, uh, and is there anywhere else they can really uh, find you if they have any questions or want to reach out for mentoring themselves? Yes, you can always email me at info, I-N-F-O, at trinityadminsolutions.com. Um, you, I'm on social media. I'm on everything, I think. So you can find me on social media. Feel free to contact me if you have any questions or anything. And... Thank you so much, Jason, for this opportunity. Um, I previously had with my brother and my husband, we had a podcast 
And it's not easy. It is not easy. <laughs> it's hard work. And it's a lot to figure out, especially the setup, <laughs> figuring out how to set it all up, the editing, all that stuff. So it's a lot of work. And I admire what you're doing, putting Christian business owners out there. And I appreciate this. Pla- I appreciate you for providing this platform to everyone. Yeah, well, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to doing this. And I appreciate your brother for being a patron for the show. Um He's the one that gave me your info to reach out, and I'm glad he did because this was an extremely insightful episode. And um, and so there was so much value here. Uh, I could charge for this, even though I don't charge, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> it's it's worth it. This is like a little mini class cram-packed into an hour. So uh, it's a lot of information. So definitely, if you missed any of that, make sure you go back over it and get all of that stuff down because there was a lot shared in here. And, uh, and, and Latrice, uh, I tell you, I'm continually praying for you and your business uh, now that Thank I know about so what much. it is you're doing. And uh, I'm just glad you're doing what you are doing. And uh, and, and then being a minister, even on top of that, uh, I thank you for doing that because uh, it's, it's cool because the last business owner I just interviewed uh, the show last week was actually, he was a minister as well. So it's cool to see. Oh, okay. It's really awesome to see these Christian business owners at, being Christians in their church as well, or, or yes. being leaders, being leaders. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, if we want to, if we, we've got to, we can't finance the kingdom and we can't travel and reach those souls in other countries and do all of those other things and provide for the poor and do all of that if we have no money. So business is huge. We've got to make our businesses flourish so that we can support the kingdom, support the church and support the poor and feed the hungry and those types of things. Amen. Amen. Well, Latrice, it has been a marvelous pleasure. I do appreciate you being on the show and, uh, and maybe one day down the road, we might be able to have you back to discuss some more stuff or something. Absolutely. So it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so, so much. Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed that interview with, uh, Latrice Claiborne. I had to make sure I said that right. It was a minute since I said it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, until next time, have a great day, ma'am. You too. All righty. That was the interview with Latrice Claiborne at Trinity Admin Solutions. Uh, you can check it out, trinityadminsolutions.com. And, you know, as you heard, there's a lot involved. It's not really an easy thing to do. I think a lot of people think working from home is easier because of, you know, X, Y, Z reasons. And, uh, but you got to be very, very focused, driven, dedicated, disciplined. There's a lot of things that go into it. And so I'm glad she shared that story with us. Make sure you go check out our website uh, just to see the professionalism. If you are a business and you need some help in those areas, also hit her up, hit her up. And, um, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this interview. So please let me know whether it's Twitter at Jason Bordo one, whether it's on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, the website businesswithbordo.com. Make sure you check that out as well. And, um, and if you're interested in supporting the show, uh, you know, either if it's just sharing the show, that'd be phenomenal. I'd appreciate that. And, uh, or just share whatever shows that you actually, the interviews you like or the episode that you like. Some of my shows aren't interviews. Sometimes it's just, or the episodes. Uh, sometimes it's just me going solo, but I try to get the interviews because, you know, looking for all of the professionals in all of the different realms of business. And that's why I like doing interviews. So we get kind of the best from the best and get the best practices. So that's why it's important to me. And, um, 
but yeah, if you want to support the show, uh, you know, financially, you can do so as a patron. Uh, go to the website businesswithborder.com, Go to support, and you can sign up there. Uh, some people are just doing a dollar a month. Um, so you know, just let me know what you want to do to help out, and that'd be awesome. And I appreciate your help. And I also want to thank TrackStars. Uh, head over to TrackStars.com for all of your top Christian media stuff there. Um, I just got to say, I really, really, really appreciate what it is they do to try to get creatives into the people's eyes to help creatives make better quality content, you know, to get that professional sound. So shout out to them. I also want to let you know, if you haven't checked out Solomon'sPorchPodcast.com, uh, or not the website, you, you can go to the website, but it's a podcast I'm on, uh, me and my brother, Sean, or we call him and Sean. Uh, he's got a little fear of people knowing his last name. So we try to keep that to a silent, you know, but anyway, <laughs> if you haven't heard the show, uh, I'd love for you to check it out. At least one episode. Let me know what you think. Solomon's porch podcast. So anyway, uh, that's it for the show this week. Uh, I do want to thank our patrons, Aaron Simpkins at truestrengthapparel.com. Make sure you go check out truestrengthapparel.com for all of your clothing needs. And I also want you to go check out WP Stan, WordPress Stan, over at wpstan.com. If you have any questions about getting a website together for your business, make sure you hit them up. And also, thank you so much to LT Smith, not for being just the most recent patron for the show, but also uh, connecting me and Latrice so we could get this interview out. And it was a great interview. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it. Uh, if not, hit me up. Let me know where I failed because if it wasn't good, it was based on me. So <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for checking out the show this week. I hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Well, or, or, or just week because you may not be listening to this on a Friday, which I'm releasing it. But anyway, without the editing process going into place, thank you so much for listening and God bless.